Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to another episode of Is Marriage Worth It? So our guest today is Danielle. And the way that she is a guest, one of our listeners sent me one of her tweets And so I read her tweet and I was just like, hmm, this seems very, very interesting. I wonder, you know, if she will uh, talk about this. So I reached out and said, hey, we have a podcast. Do you want to be on it and kind of just share your story? And she said yes. So thank you, Danielle, for being a guest with us today. Yeah. Hi. It's nice to meet you guys and kind of get this together. I was... uh... It was very unexpected for that tweet to go as viral as it did. I had, I was just going into Target and was like, this is something that's funny. Like, <laughs> and then the whole world decided that it was, it was relatable or, you know, they're going to roast me or whatever. So <laughs> before we kind of uh, bring back up what that tweet said, can you tell us a little bit about you? So I'm Danielle. I'm 27. Um, I'm from San Antonio, but I live in Austin, Texas now. Um, I'm an attorney. I graduated May 2020 and took the bar and all that fun stuff uh, back in 2020. So peak COVID, all of that. Um, I have lived in Colorado and that'll kind of come into everything. Um, And I did family law for the first couple years or for my first year of practicing, but I also did a lot of it, um, prior to really being a lawyer. Like I did clerking and all of that in family law as well. And so I had about four years of experience in it prior, um, to even graduating. And so now I'm kind of trying to get out of it and I'm working on getting my license here in Texas. It's just taking some time because bureaucracy, but absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, happy to be back in Texas and just really thriving now. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right, so what is your marital status? I am single, very single. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am divorced, though, so I guess on taxes, I'm single but divorced, so... All right. Single, but divorced. How long have you been divorced? Um, it was finalized in October. So however many months that is three, five or six months now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was married for four months prior to that. So, um, and so we split up in June of 2021 and, um, then got everything finalized by October because the state of Colorado makes you wait 90 days. So 
it could have been filed and done, but because they make you wait, it's everything was filed and then we had to wait the 90 days. That still sounds pretty quick. Yeah. So I don't know um, if y'all want me to like kind of go into anything with how divorce works, but um, or mine especially, it was since I did family law prior to it and Mm -hmm. it we had only been married for four months and assets weren't really that big of an issue. Um, it was essentially like, I did all the paperwork and just sent it to him. And I said, you need to file all of this and I know, I'll tell you how it goes and kind of walked him through the process, which is not common at all. Mm-mm. And I mean, even most of the time, whenever you're a lawyer, they say not to do like your own divorce or whatever, but I knew this was going to be just like, clean cut. There wasn't anything we were going to fight over. And so I just did it on my own and, and that's how it got done. So basically we filed everything, like including the divorce decree for the judge to sign on that first day. And then we just had to, we had a hearing. And then after that, they were like, okay, sounds good. Everything's going to be done and just got the papers in the mail in October. So. Wow. I was, I was over it. I was like, let's get this done. (laughs) Well, let's wind back. Um, what was dating like for you about when did you start dating? Kind of that kind of, what was dating like for you? Yeah. So I started dating when I was 15. Um, but I didn't, I had like one serious boyfriend, but then didn't date again really till college. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, going to dinners and just broke college student dates, (laughs) mostly just hanging out in groups together, never really going on date dates. And then after college, I dated around, used the apps. Um, So it was like, it was 2016, 2017 when I was, you know, on the dating apps and kind of just seeing what was out there, went on a couple of really bad dates (laughs) as per usual. And then we actually met um, through a mutual friend. So like one of my good friends that I had had since kindergarten had been friends with him in high school. And so we kind of all met up for lunch every Wednesday or something like that, um, just to kind of all get together for lunch because we were all working and, you know, you need a break. You don't want to be eating lunch in the sad room that they set up for you or at your desk or whatever every single day. (laughs) So we would all, you know, go to lunch together. And so we kind of met through that way and, you know, didn't really hit it off, but, you know, I was like, okay, this is a person that I'm around, but he was really quiet. And then we all went out. um, We were all up in Austin with different people and met up at St. Pat, like during St. Patrick's day um, during South by, which is about to end right now, actually. But um, you know, and we ended up hitting it off that night and, (laughs) (laughs) and we just started dating from there and I was about to go to law school. So I was very adamant about not having a boyfriend, especially because I was like, I don't want to be in an area. Like I want to pick everything based off of just what I want. Absolutely. And, um, so I was really pretty solid about, I don't want to date. And so it took about two months of him asking me to be his girlfriend and all that, that we ended up actually being official. Um, and then I went to law school that fall, that August, I moved up to Fort Worth. So 
we did that whole thing and we were together the whole time that I was in law school. And um, at the end of my first year of law school, I got hit by a car as a pedestrian. So we were, we went through like all of that together too, like a lot of hardships, you know, it was, we went through a whole lot together. So it was, it seemed like, you know, if we can get through this, we can get through anything, you know, long Mm -hmm. distance, him moving, me moving and the accident and all of that stuff. So it seemed like it was perfect. And it was, I mean, it was a very, very good relationship. We were each other's best friends and told each other everything and our families loved each other and us. And it was just, that was the end of dating for me at that point in time. (laughs) So how long did you guys date before you started, I guess, talking about marriage? Um, I would say it was probably about a year in. So our, like my accident was like a month before our like anniversary. Cause we just decided, well, we'll just make St. Patty's day our anniversary. Cause that's <laughs> when we first got together and there wasn't anybody else with either of us after that. So, um, I would say, yeah, like about a year in is when we started talking about it, especially cause then, and maybe a year and a half really, because, he moved to Colorado and he was wanting me to move up there with him. And I was like, well, I'm not going to leave Texas and leave, you know, where the job market is pretty secure for me here because I'm going to school here and I have contacts here and I don't know anyone up there. Um, and so I was like, I'd like to at least be engaged or have something somewhat serious happening before that. Like, obviously like we're not going to get married until much later on because I want to graduate. I want to take the bar. I want to like have all my ducks in a row before that happens. Cause there's a lot that goes into planning a wedding. Absolutely. So, but I mean, I, I knew I wanted to like be with him for the rest of my life, quote unquote. I mean, obviously not anymore, but <laughs> the plan <laughs> was. Point, yeah, the plan was to be with him forever. And, and that was, I knew pretty early on because I was like, I'm not going to do long distance. I'm not going to do any of this until I'm really sick. Like, unless I know it was, it was, I was trying to date intentionally and like be with people intentionally Mm -hmm. rather than, rather than just being like, I don't know, I'm going to do long distance and be miserable for someone that I'm not going to be with, (laughs) (laughs) which I did in college. And that obviously is a terrible idea. (laughs) So you guys talked about like marriage and everything like that. When did he actually, I guess, propose? Did he? Yeah. So he proposed. Yeah. He planned this like whole elaborate proposal thing and like on our two year anniversary or like a couple days before. And we um, went to all these different places where we had like our first dates and, and just really like important places for us back in San Antonio and it was so cute. And, and I knew, I mean, the second we went to where we had our first date, I was like, okay, I, I know what's <laughs> up. Like texting my best friend in the bathroom. Like, I think it's happening. Like, oh my God. Um, and it was, I mean, it was really sweet and it was, it was, you know, on a bridge and he asked somebody to take like this random stranger to take pictures of us. And it was really cute. And, um, so that was, yeah, that was like right at the two year mark. Um, and then, you know, went back to school and then lived in Colorado for that summer, trying to like get my 
feet wet with mm. learning about how the law works up there and making connections and things like that. And then finished my last year. And so just doing wedding planning, like throughout all of that. And then COVID happened. So we had it set for March, 2021. Um, and so COVID hit, you know, that March and, um, we were like, okay, well maybe like, we'll still be okay. Cause that was when everyone thought like, oh, it's only going to be like a couple weeks. And then, you know, I moved up there in April cause everything got canceled. Like finals were all online. Graduation was online. Like I didn't have, I had no reason to be back in Texas anymore. So right. packed up everything and moved up there and, um, finished out school and studied for the bar and took the bar and you know, just kept kind of planning. And as it got later in the year, we were like, okay, this is looking pretty sketchy. Like we don't think it's going to happen. So we decided to postpone the big ceremony to December of 2021. Cause we're like, okay, it'll be far enough out at that point. We can have everybody together. Mm -hmm. And, but when March rolled around, he was kind of, well, we were both like, well, we still, you know, March is really important to us. That's like when our dating anniversary is, that's when mm -hmm. we got engaged. Like it's a good month for us. So like, let's continue this. And I was kind of, we, we went back and forth on what we were going to do. And then we just decided, okay, well, and it was his idea. We were, he was like, well, let's get married. You know, let's just get married in our living room, you know? And so we, in Colorado, you can marry yourselves. Like you don't need, um, yeah. you don't need an officiant. So oh. we were able to get all that paperwork and do all of that and get um, our marriage license and everything like that. And then just did it in our living room with all of our friends that were up there. And, and <laughs> it was really beautiful. And one of his friends is a videographer and like for his wedding present for us, he, you know, did a video of like me getting ready and like all of that stuff. And it was, it's a really cute video. <laughs> There's a special place in my heart for COVID brides. Um, Cause like, there's people who have like the big dream and like everybody wants their family to be there to celebrate. And those that like kind of saw how the world was going and it was like, we'll just get married and we'll plan the party later. Y'all just have a special place in my heart. <laughs> oh, and and it, and it really was just like, you know, the most important thing is we want to get married. Like we want to be together. It already felt like we were married. Like we were living together. We had my cat and his dog and it was, we were a little family. And so we were like, we're already basically married. So let's just do it. And also, I mean, for me, I was like, I'm still early in my career. It'd be nice to change my name now. So that way I can you know, get that done and, and not have to worry about that anymore. So I can practice under this last name. So I don't, yeah. you know, lose my name and, mm -hmm. or people don't get confused and all of that. So it was, you know, there was some just regular paperwork stuff that I was like, this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but I mean, it was still romantic of like, I would love to be married to you. Like we've been waiting for this. We waited for two years. I mean, it's just going to be a big, like a big party afterward. And that was yeah. the whole thing. Anyway, we always just wanted it to be a big party for our friends and family. So. So um, what did your friends, I guess your friends and family impact on your relationship? Do they have an impact on it? Did you go to them for advice and things like that? 
either in dating or when you were married? Hmm. So I, my friends and family were always like very, very respectful and they loved him and they loved our like relationship. And, um, I, we had problems, but I didn't really ever go to anybody with them because I was like, well, this is something that like, we need to work out on our own. And, you know, I've had relationships where I've told, you know, every single thing that's happening and why it's bad or whatever. And, and it ends up turning those people against that person that I'm with. And so I didn't want to have that happen because I was like, okay, this is something that I'm serious about. This is marriage. And so, I mean, there'd be little things of like, oh, well, he's not cleaning up like, you know, those little things, but never anything where I'm like, um, so but we never really had anything like that where I felt that terrible about it. I mean, I guess I would tell my therapist, but <laughs> you know, that's what she's there for. And so um, his friends were also very respectful about it, but I definitely did have some on and off issues with my, with my mother-in-law specifically. Um, I love her. She's really sweet and like was very caring, but there definitely were points in time where it felt very controlling of our relationship. And like when we would go home, it was always, you know, we spent so much more time with his family than with my family. And, you know, it would be almost a problem if we didn't like hang out with them all the time and do stuff, even though, you know, we don't have, like, we wouldn't have plans and we just wanted to like have time to hang out alone while we're in town because it's like otherwise it's literally 24 7 hanging out with everybody else and so right. you know you still need time but that would be you know kind of a problem you'd be like well why didn't y'all just come hang out here and it's like well we didn't we didn't <laughs> want to necessarily and and it's I'm a very opinionated loud person like I'm not gonna just like be quiet about things and so that there was some strains on that with the relationship of definitely prioritizing his family over mine. But other than that, I mean, it was, everybody loved each other and it was very hands-off and, you know, you do what you need to do and, and we support you no matter what. And it was great. I mean, there wasn't anything like red flag to where they would be concerned either. There was never any, no one ever came to me with concerns either. Okay. All right. So in at this point, you guys have said, I do. You guys kind of had like your, I guess you would call it an intimate wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Like elopement, little intimate. I mean, there's probably 10 of us there total. So yeah, very intimate then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dream. So you guys have said your I do's. What was, I guess, married life like? It was more of the same, really. I mean, like I said, it, we already felt like we were married and, you know, because of COVID, it's not like we got to go on some romantic honeymoon or anything like that. And I mean, we had two roommates on top of it. So, you know, not really a lot of romance <laughs> can happen with two roommates, you know. Uh, I mean, they weren't there like the night we got married, they left and stayed with other people, but it's expensive to live in Boulder. <laughs> so you know had to have roommates and um but it really wasn't that different I mean I was only married for four months so it's it's hard to say like what married life was like and I'd like to think it could be a little different because 
you know, hindsight's 2020, there were probably a lot of things that I should have realized beforehand that I didn't. Um, but whenever you have somebody that's telling you everything's fine, like we can work on it. Like I'm just stressed because of work or whatever. It's just, you know, it, it, I don't know, but it didn't change anything. I think once you live with someone and you're with them for long enough, you really, marriage doesn't change much of anything. It's just the government's involved at that point. <laughs> it's just, okay, let's, let's, you know, be able to file taxes together. And if something happens to me, you can be informed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the extra benefits of marriage. <laughs> See, that makes, that makes sense that, you know, whatever your relationship was like before the I do's, that's kind of how it would continue. But we've heard some people that once they say I do, like the expectations of what a husband or what a wife should be mm -hmm. doing completely changes. So that was the reason that I kind of asked that question. I, yeah, I think I'm kind of a, like I said, I'm outspoken. So I, I kind of was like, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be with me. I'm not going to, you know, nothing's going to change. Like, I just expect you to be you and not change anything up on me either. And, you know, we're going to keep this going and, you know, just talk to each other. And if there are problems, you know, we're married now and it's going to be really expensive to like end this. I've seen enough marriages end. I've done enough divorces myself for people. And, you know, that was, I had learned so much from that, that, you know, marriage just, but it, it, I think it's good that it doesn't change if it's good when you get married. So, cause you don't want things to change because then it just introduces a whole new dynamic. And I think it puts too much pressure on marriage to have these cha expectation changes. Right. Absolutely. So do you think your job, I guess, help or hurt your relationship? Yeah. Um, it's a lot. I mean, as a young attorney, it takes, you have to put in the work. You know, you're learning so much all the time and like you learn a lot in law school, but it's completely different when you get thrown into it. So you're working a lot of hours and you're stressed a lot more and there's a lot that goes into it because it's just such an overwhelming responsibility sometimes, especially, I mean, with what I was doing, you know, I, I would get an email from a client on a Saturday morning and you know, I'd have to knock something out or whatever. And it, and it, it did, it was a lot of, it can be a lot of time and a lot of effort. And, um, but I, I, I think it can, I think the time and the stress can really change things, but I haven't really, because we were in, like, he was with me throughout law school. He was used to me working insane hours and mm -hmm. being stressed and all of that stuff. But I'm definitely curious to see how it goes now. Cause I do have friends that, um, are trying to date right now and things like that. And men can be intimidated men, especially are very intimidated by women that are, you know, confident in their abilities and, mm -hmm. uh, more outspoken because they're not just going to be quiet about certain things. And, you know, 
I think sometimes that that can affect a relationship or how people view you and how the dating world goes. I'm mm-hmm. haven't really tried that out yet, but I'm hoping that, I mean, if I'm going to be, if someone's going to be with me, they're going to have to just deal with that. <laughs> like I, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's seeing it's easier to see when a relationship's not going to work out though, too. It, it has made me kind of view other people's marriages a little differently and dating a little differently of there's other red flags that you don't necessarily, that your friends don't necessarily see, but you're like, that's a problem. Like <laughs> that's not going to end well for you. Um, Do you have an example of any? I mean, a lot of financial stuff. That's a huge, that's a huge thing is, you know, if, if, one person spends a lot of money and the other person doesn't and, Mm -hmm. and they don't, or they don't talk about finances, you know, talking about finances is such an important thing, especially once you start sharing a life. Like, I mean, even if you don't have a joint bank account or anything like that, it can be a really big issue if you're, you know, there's an end goal and then one person's just like, whatever, like I'm going to do whatever I want, maybe like put some savings away and then it's stresses you (laughs) out. And there's, it's, yeah, finances, especially, I mean, early on in relationships, not quite, but obviously like once things get more serious, it's, you're like looking at that kind of stuff. So what changed in your relationship? There were a lot of signs looking back now that I think I, I didn't ignore them. I like, I knew that they were there, but you know, I would try to talk about them and he would just be like, oh, I'm really stressed about work or, oh, this, oh, that. And I would be like, okay, cool. But like, we need to talk about this. And Mm -hmm. basically from like, when I moved out there of April, 2020 on it, like our relationship was really strained. Um, and so I was very much like, okay, well, you know, it's cause I, I just moved out here. It's our first time, like really, really actually living together. And there's mm-hmm. not being like an end date. And I just like gave up everything to yeah. come out here. I left my friends, everybody. And, you know, all of the friends that I have up here, are your friends and, um, you know, also the stress of studying for the bar and the pandemic and all of that on top of it, um, we had had a couple conversations of like, is this something that we still want to do? And a lot of the time it was me asking that and him saying like, no, it's fine. Like, I still want to do this, you know? And so I was like, okay, sounds great. And, you know, there was things that I was like, we need to work on, but you know, it's, it's something we can just work through and he's stressed right now and Mm -hmm. things like that. But it, it started feeling like I got pushed more and more like on the back burner Like I went from like the, you know, your favorite burner, like the front for me, it's like the front, right. And then it's like front (laughs) left and then like back, back. And then toward the end, it's just, I wasn't even on the stove anymore. Like I was sitting in the microwave, like waiting to get heated up. And, um, cause I mean, he, so he's a musician. Okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, I really encouraged him to like follow that dream and, you know, quit his geology job that he had and go after music and do all of these things. Cause I was like, well, you like, were always there for me through law school. So like, it's my turn 
to be there for you as you pursue, pursue your career dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, he wasn't making a lot of money anymore, but he was working all these crazy hours, trying to make his band bigger, band practice, all this stuff. But I was going to all of that. I was supporting him through all of that. I was cheering him on, going to every show, like all of that stuff. And I just, my needs weren't met. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, even just little things like cleaning, like it was all on me. It was, you know, me taking care of the animals all the time, like having to like beg him to do like the smallest things or like asking him for like us to go on a date night, just us two. And then what was interesting was like the month before the wedding and then like the two months following the wedding, things were really good. And like, he wasn't being like that anymore. And then it was kind of off again and he was acting weird, but I was like, it's just cause he's stressed and like, I'm going to leave it be. Um, and so I, I, I just thought it was something, you know, we'll work through, especially like once we got married, I was like, okay, like this, I don't love this right now, but mm-hmm. you know, we're married. And he said he was, you know, we said we would be there for each other for better, or for worse and, you know, work through our things and communicate and all of that stuff. And I thought that it was just something we could work through. So, but I mean, it was, it was basically like the weirdness started happening like December of 2019, Okay, which is, uh, when he met the person, the woman he left me for. Hmm. Yeah. Did not see that coming actually. Yeah. It was literally like looking back now, I'm like, oh, okay. I started moving off of like the favorite burner around that time. (laughs) I I'm well I can if y'all want to hear it I can tell y'all kind of I mean tell as much as you feel comfortable but I guess like my biggest pet peeve ends up being like you didn't have to get married not on your side like he didn't have to marry you if he met someone it was like wait I'm like this person is different and maybe I'm connecting on a different level like that's the part that I don't get like Mm -hmm. you don't have to cheat you don't have yeah invest in somebody else you could just leave that one person and go to the other person yeah exactly and it's you know I think I mean I've talked to him about it now and you know I have closure on it because basically like after I found out about her because we were all in this small friend group and um I met her before I moved up there and it was like around the time he had met her and then that summer of 2020 like while I was sitting through the bar we were spending a lot of time with them they were like our little crew mm-hmm. and um didn't like her at first I was like uh eh, like whatever but you know kept trying cuz I was like well she's going to be around all the time and we just got really really close you know I would go to her with all of my- and so I did actually go to her with like some of the things that were bothering me with him, but I thought it was a safe bet because she had a boyfriend of like eight years. Oh, wow. And they were like, yeah. And so they were together forever. And so he was part of the friend group too. And so we were all just hanging out, like, like it was fine. And they lived close to us. So, you know, and you know, she would come over and we'd watch the bachelor together and all of, and like have girl days and things like that, like throughout the whole time I was up there and, and 
I never saw anything between the two of them. And, you know, her boyfriend and I are friends and we still talk sometimes. And after, after I, so the night that everything happened, we were like at a concert and it was the, it was really weird the whole time. And so came back and on the car ride home, I was driving and I was like, what is going on with you? Like, what is happening? And he's like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like literally driving in like the mountains in the pitch black. (laughs) And he just hits me with like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, what do you mean this? Like this in the car, like the music we're listening to, like this discussion. And he's like this, us, I can't do this anymore. I, I literally almost crashed my car. It was awful. Like I just went into full blown panic attack, like just had to turn off the music and like cry while I'm driving and like not talk anymore. And then parked the car at the house and just got into this like huge fight. And he was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like we're different people now. And, and, you know, this wasn't ever going to work. And we'd always talked about wanting having kids and things Mm -hmm. like that. And then he was like, I actually don't ever want to have kids. And I was like, we've been married for four months. Like, when did this happen? Like, dude, what the hell? And so, you know, he goes in the house and I'm like in the car, I call my dad. It's like 1am in Texas. And my dad answers like in a panic, bless that man. He is the best. Um, (laughs) but it was, so I literally like just packed up all my shit. And then like one of my other girlfriends that was up there, like the third girl in the group of us, um, helped me pack and was just like, hang out with me all day. Like every day that I was there left, my dad and my stepmom came and got, got a flight that Saturday. And (laughs) I was out of there by Sunday. And so that was like a Wednesday. So I was done by Sunday. I was back in Texas Sunday. (laughs) Um, but the girl that he left me for, don't say, um, she was preparing for a trip, which they actually did go on the trip, but um, she literally like came she to the house. Your ex or she and her boyfriend, she and her boyfriend at the time okay. they were going on a trip. And so they were like getting ready for that. And, but she literally spent maybe like 15 minutes at the house with me and like hugged me and consoled me, but like, wasn't being as warm as I thought she would be. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I'm like this bitch, like, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how dare you? And Holy, so, how do you have the audacity to even go? Like, oh, I know, I know. Even and those 15 minutes, I would have been just like, I'm so sorry. I can't. I really like heart emojis, all kinds of shit. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to be in your face. Yeah. I was like full on sobbing too. Like, <laughs> and so I was home for about three weeks. And then I got a call. And was like, my ex and this girl are together. And, you know, there's, you know, they were, it, it was, they were found out. So it, and it turns out she like had broken up with her boyfriend like a week after I left, like, oh, like literally like the day after their trip or something crazy like that. Whoa. And, I um, mean- I didn't know tickets aren't refundable. So, you know, I go, yeah, but I didn't even know about this. So I like, I'm finding this out. And so I'm thinking like, she's fully cheating on her boyfriend, like with my ex and I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) 
And so at that point, cause like I had been kind of dragging on like the divorce paperwork. I was like, nah, that's fine. Maybe we can still work on it. Well, cause I thought we could still work on it. Cause I had been begging him to do therapy and all of this stuff. And he's mm. like, no, we're yeah. done. I can't do this. And I was like, why not? Like, what is going on? Like we can work on this. Like it's fine. Like we love mm. each other. Like this is, you know, it's okay. Like we can take a pause, but like, I want to work on this. And, you know, so for three weeks I'd been kind of asking for that. And then when I found this out, I was like, nope. And just started drafting the paperwork. Like literally the next day I was like, I'm done. I can't do like, absolutely not. And so this girl, we had asked a different one of our friends to be the officiant for a wedding, even though we don't need one, we had still been like, well, it'd be nice to have somebody to say those things. And so she kind of was like, when our other friend was like, no, I don't really want like the limelight or whatever. I was like, okay, it's going to be five seconds, but sounds good. (laughs) So she did it. She was our officiant. Baby. And she had thrown me like my mini bachelorette party the night before too, like at her house. And like we, but so she was the officiant. And so when we were saying our vows, like he was looking at her. Cause you had the videographer. Well, I knew he did because I was looking in his eyes when I said mine. And then when he said his, he was holding my hand, but like looking more at her. Cause he was like repeating what she said. And he was like, Oh, I was just nervous. <sighs> lies fucking lies the audacity the odd mm. look and i <laughs> might need to stop like, because like i'm almost hating her more than i'm hating him oh i do i do i do i mean <laughs> i think she planned the whole thing honestly he's too dumb to do that shit <laughs> <laughs> i wore the pants in our marriage in our whole relationship so i mean it wasn't his idea he just went along with it he got mm. Cause he's, he's apologized to me and like, he has like, he's taken full accountability and like really been like, he really has like, he not giving him any slack. Cause like what he did and how he oh, no. did it was yeah. just a complete mm-hmm. bullshit, but she has not once reached out to me and apologize. She still hasn't apologized to her ex. Like there's been nothing from her end, like nothing. You don't just end up in a new relationship after ending one, especially well, so they for had that a plan. Long. They had a plan for she. No. Oh my God, that I just, wow. Just like simply, wow. How can you do this to a friend? Yeah. And like it, I, and I didn't like her initially. So I straight up like. Your instincts my, were telling you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so I, um, you know, I. So I found out later that there was a plan for them where he was going to end things with me first. And then they were going to wait six months and she was going to break up with her boyfriend. And then they were going to wait at least a year before they told all of our friends that they were together. Like, honestly, that would have been better. I mean, I'm I'm mad there's a plan in place, but that would have been better because I could have respected you as not just being some like harpy that just hopped into my my. Yeah, you were. Yeah, and you're trying to replace me. Don't do that. And I'm like, he's too dumb to have come up with something like that. Like, 
he's just not conniving. I know him well enough to know he's not conniving. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is to like the extent of like how he carried everything out and like lied to my face when he, when I asked if there was, if there was anyone else and things like that. But I mean, honestly made the divorce process a lot easier after I found that out. I wasn't begging for him back anymore. I, you know, I no longer was like, what did I do wrong? Um, you know, and he's said, you know, I, you didn't do anything wrong. Um, so that made it a lot easier for me to get over it. Um, and you know, not feel bad about myself anymore, but just the, I, yeah, it was mind blowing. Like it still blows my mind to this day. I'm like, did you get your deposits back? See, this is why yeah. I can't. Well, See, this is why so, I can't be be married right now because I'm sitting here yeah. like, did you get your deposits back? Because I remember you saying that you're supposed to have the the party in, in December. That December, yeah. You so got the first we, in October. And he and the thing that's really funny is he had been like throughout like from January on, like after we decided to postpone to December. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, we need to get on this wedding planning stuff. So like, and I was like, I don't want to do this again. So through our venue, they had a planner. So we hired a planner, like had a three hour phone call with this wedding planner, like had through him telling me that this is something we should do. Like he was the one encouraging this. That's where I just get so confused. Like why continue all the way through? Well, and I had asked him too after I was like, why? what was the point of this? Because in the divorce, like part of the settlement was you have to pay me and my dad back for everything that we've put forward in this. Cause at that point, like I was fronting stuff and my dad was fronting stuff or not fronting. My dad was like paying, you know, what he is, what he had said he would pay for the wedding. And so, you know, my photographer gave me back the, like whatever was left. And cause her and I got really close. We were we were tight. And mm-hmm. so she didn't charge me for the rest of it and everything else we hadn't really booked yet. Um, okay. so just kind of made him pay back like what I paid for the planner and what, um, we did for the venue. Cause the venue was like, well, you can get your money back if we, you know, <laughs> if we, uh, get this booked up, but it's going to be really hard to. And so, you know, they never did. So he just paid my dad back for the venue and, I made him pay for, pay me for my dress and all of that stuff. Cause I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, absolutely. Like, I don't understand why you're going to be so invested in going through the motions of having a wedding and all in the end to just be like, but I like this right. girl so much. Right. And it, it's, and it, especially because like after talking about it and confronting him and being like, dude, why, why did we even let this happen? Like, why did you let this go through? Like, why were you pushing the marriage? Like I had given you so many outs, like throughout the whole time I was out there. I think I said like three different times, like, if you don't want to get married, like, just tell me, like, I'm going to be heartbroken, but like, if we need more time or what, just tell me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was fun. But after, I mean, I think everyone, after it happened and all of my friends and family were just like, is there someone else? There's got to be someone else. There's no way he would end this and not Mm -hmm. say, you know, that 
and, and say that he doesn't want to work on it because at this point there can't be anything that you can't work through. You know, there wasn't anything like major going on that would have been a problem. And so we could have worked through it, but so everyone was saying that. And when I found that out, I was like, damn, damn, like everyone was right. And you know what? This actually makes it better (laughs) because now I can like laugh at it and know that I didn't do anything to like bring the marriage to an end. Like I tried my hardest. Absolutely. And that's the hardest part about it is like, it's really hard to not blame yourself. And I mean, I think that counts for any relationship that ends Mm -hmm. is it's hard to not blame yourself um, for it. And so for a long time I did, I mean, even after that, I was like, well, did I push my, like push toward like him toward her or whatever. Cause I was busy working all the time and all this stuff. But then after talking to him, he was like, yeah, I mean, we started spending a lot of time together, you know, when we all first met and, you know, they would climb together and then like his friend and her boyfriend would climb for longer. So they would go and hang out and get drinks together. And then, so at first they were like, oh, well we have feelings, but like we have these people. And so maybe we can just like revert this to friendship because we don't want to mess those things up. Yeah. And, um, I guess they chose violence. I don't know. (laughs) Like they just chose to not respect us and, um, continue having this flirtationship and, you know, ongoing like emotional relationship and emotionally cheating on the both of us. Mm -hmm. He swears that nothing physical happened, you know, prior to us ending, but, you know, can't trust that. So, um, but it was, it was really shocking for me to like, find that out that like, they had basically been like emotionally cheating Mm -hmm. for like half of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And we were hanging out together all the time and stuff. And really only like, I can only think of maybe two or three instances that were like weird to me. And so, I mean, her boyfriend says like he had known from the beginning and that it was really weird and stuff. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you say anything to me? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hello, we could both save like a lot of time and stress. Like apparently they got into fights about my ex all the time. I was like, (laughs) that would be something to bring up. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, clue me in here. (laughs) You're off letting me get married. Dude, that's the you thing. object. Object. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just for the movies, it's real life. <laughs> I know. I mean, there wasn't an option, but come on. <laughs> Pull me aside. <laughs> so you moved to Texas, and how is life post divorce? It's really great, honestly. It's I am I So when I date people, Mm -hmm. I tend to kind of adopt their personalities a little bit okay, um, and try to be like, okay, well, I'm going to be like you and like all the things that you like. So you like me more. Right. Um, And so, you know, I'm really kind of figuring out who I am now at 27. It feels real late, but you know, you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And, um, cause my life was basically like school and then this relationship and I, I, and so I'm reconnecting with all the people I kind of lost touch with, um, while I was in that relationship, because 
I was putting a thousand percent into it. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to like make up for what was missing on his end and, and everything like that. And so just rediscovering who I am and learning new things about myself every day and not every day, but you know, yeah. as I go yeah. and it's, it's definitely like, I miss Colorado a lot, but like Texas is definitely my home. And, you know, I've spent my whole life here and moved around a lot and I, I just really love it. And all my people are here and Mm -hmm. like all of my friends, all of my family, and I'm really close with those people and not having them, you know, even an hour or two away was really hard for me. Um, but it's, it's nice to like be coming back into my own again. That's good. I've been really enjoying it. So I have um, what could be considered a dumb question. So did you have to change your name? Um, yes. Okay. So I couldn't do that though until the divorce is finalized because right. that's one of the lines that they write in it is like, so-and-so wants to change their name back. And I mean, I could have, and you can really only change it back to your maiden name. Right. Um, And so I had to do that and then send it off to social security office, get that back and then driver's license. So I hadn't changed anything else yet, thankfully. So I only had to do two things because by the time, you know, the time was up by the time we ended the time, by the time things ended, there hadn't been time to change anything (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here like, okay, so this is really selfish of me, but I always told myself if I got a master's degree or higher Mm -hmm. before I got a wedding ring, I'm not changing my name. (laughs) I'm just not doing it. So I'm just like, this woman has the bar. She'd have to get her official law license changed and all kinds of things. Yeah. I had literally, I would like that next week I was going to start doing that too. So I'm really glad I did. Um, but when I, when I was doing my application to get my license transferred here, I had to use my married name because that's what it was. Um, that was my legal name. And so then I had to, it added stress to the process. Cause then once I did get my name changed, then I had to change it through that and it's taking more time. So yeah. I'm definitely not doing it again. <laughs> Maybe if I have kids, if I ever have kids, but definitely not. And that's, I mean, if I have kids within a marriage, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> at this point, I'm like, I'd rather have the kids and not, you know, if I have a kid right now, sure. Whatever. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have my last name. <laughs> so has this kind of changed your views on love, marriage, relationships, just in general? Yes and no. So I think it, it, I mean, it's just taught me to listen to my gut a lot more about how, if, if something feels off, it might be off and it's something to dig deeper into rather than just to cast aside. And then if they ignore it, like definitely to kind of keep digging at it because it's, there's, where there's smoke, there's fire a lot of the time, unfortunately. And I mean, I learned that in other relationships too, but I was trying to not take 
previous relationship things into a current relationship. And so, um, but I think love is still out there. And I think that, you know, it's, it's just got to be the right person that's willing to, you know, be your partner and be your, they don't have to be your best friend. I mean, it should like, it'd be nice, but it also should just be someone that like is going to be there for you a thousand percent of the time and is going to, you know, apologize when they do something wrong or Mm -hmm. communicate with you and is will, and you don't have to pull teeth to communicate with them. And I think it, I think it did teach me that like, there's a lot more to love than just like you have these feelings for somebody. Like there's gotta be this whole partnership aspect to it too. Mm -hmm. And if you're forcing it, then it's not what you think it is. Like you shouldn't have to force it. Right. Um, But I mean, I, I don't think there's like one true love or anything like that, or like a soulmate in the person that you're going to marry. I mean, I think my best friend's my soulmate, you know, we've been friends for 22 years and he and I have a pact that like, if we never, um, you know, if we're not married by the time we're 40, we're just going to get married and have like a platonic life partnership. And we're going to own a duplex and he's going to have his half. I'm going to have my half. And like, that's how it'll be. And like, (laughs) I've seen it on social media. It could happen. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, you know what? Like, that's fine. Cause that's, you know, a partner minus like the romance, but Hey, like that's a lot of what you want in life, you know, is somebody to share those things with. with. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've been sharing life together since kindergarten, so why not keep going? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean it, but he's not like my romantic soulmate. I don't know if there is a like romantic soulmate necessarily because maybe that's the thing though that might be a thing like platonic life like a platonic life partner but also soulmates are your true love I don't think they necessarily fit everything that you're always looking for yeah I mean and and you shouldn't have just one person to rely on everything with that's a lot absolutely because I mean I don't have the I don't have the time to like be your everything all the time. Like I have a job, I have a life, I have friends and family that I want to care for. And I was trying to be that. And I became like a shell of myself. Mm -hmm. I tried to like provide all of those things and, and it didn't work and I was exhausted and I lost who I was. Um, and like, even if I like met someone right now that I thought was like the love of my life, like you have different loves of your life. Like your first love Mm -hmm. was the love of your life at that point, but that's a different kind of love than, you know, each stage of life like has a different person. So, I mean, maybe for me with him, like that was just a starter marriage and it was like teaching me things and I did love him and I, you know, I do still have some love for him. It's there. I mean, we spent four years of our life for like four plus years of our lives together. Like, of course I love him. Like, do I hate him also and think he's a jackass? Sure. But there's still love for him in there. It's just, I, if I ever see him again, it's going to be on site. Like, (laughs) 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 I don't know, but you know, there's, it's out there. 
I think it's out there. It's just not, not actively searching for it. I think if you're like actively searching for it, you're going to find it in the wrong person too. Mm -hmm. I think it's more like organic than that. What are some things that you've learned even in the small time that you were married? Hmm. Take time for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's just something small, um, you know, getting flowers or having a drink made and ready for them or offering them cook dinner or order out dinner and just doing like little acts of service or, you know, whatever their love language is, but like actually, you know, following through on it. And even if it's just something little and it doesn't have to be every day, but I think it's important just to say, you know, I love you and give each other a kiss and a hug and acknowledge that like they are your person and that you Mm -hmm. love them and care about them like daily I think that that's just so important as a whole I mean just the validation even if they don't ask for it it's just nice to be acknowledged that they're your person and that you're there for them and that you love them absolutely and don't cheat (laughs) (laughs) moral of the story moral of the story don't cheat (laughs) Even the ones that have boyfriends can be dangerous, but don't, (laughs) I'm not saying that if I'm with somebody and they have like a friend that's like of the opposite sex, like I have so many guy friends, like I would never say that, but trust your gut. (laughs) I guess that's a better way of phrasing things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What type of, or what kind of advice would you give for people in relationships, maybe thinking about marriage or thinking about taking the next step? So I saw this, I think on TikTok actually, and it was really, really smart. And I wish that someone had said this to me too. So passing it along, look at the person that you want to marry or you're thinking about marrying. Mm -hmm. And think if I had a child exactly like them, would I be proud of who they are? Ooh. Because it's like, okay, like would I want, would I feel okay with somebody marrying this person? Mm. And so I thought that that was really interesting because now looking back, I'm like, I had to be this person's mother. Like I did everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I wouldn't want my kid to be a marrying someone like that or be like being that person because that just causes so much stress on the other person. And then they're putting in so much effort and you're not. And like, I don't, it's, 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 would you as a parent, like be proud of that kid getting married? Yeah. Like, would you feel for that person or would you be like, yeah, I, this is the person that I have made to like be the best partner that they can be. And that was a really interesting little thing I learned on TikTok. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, I wish I had heard that. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but also just communication and like really making sure that, you know, you can communicate with this person and you feel safe communicating your feelings to that person. Um, and it doesn't feel like you're pulling teeth to get anything out of them. And, um, 
you know, just having a healthy way of communicating. Cause that's, I mean, that can really be the death of any relationship. Um, and if you can't communicate then like, what do you have? Honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just kind of those, I think those two things really, I mean, that's, you know, the big one. And then just like, would you be proud of that child? <laughs> Would you be like, yeah, you're ready to get married? (laughs) Those are definitely some things to think about. But Danielle, we want to say thank you so much for coming out and being a guest and for sharing your story with us. But before we let you go, we have one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that question is, is marriage worth it? I think it can be if you have the right person to do it with. All righty, there you go. It's a, I think it can be. I think we left our guests, our, our um, listeners on a long enough cliffhanger. Um, Danielle, do you want to tell us the tweet that got our attention? <laughs> we yeah. never said it. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I literally was like walking into Target and just decided this would be a funny tweet for like the 700 followers I had where I get 10 likes. And I literally was like, LOL, I got married a year ago today and I'm already divorced. (laughs) And I got roasted or, you know, people saying like, yes, girl, but like a lot of really angry men. (laughs) Look, if you didn't do anything wrong, why are you responding to something? Only hit dogs holler. That's how I can see it. Yeah. And, you know, but now I've been asked on dates by, you know, men in South Africa and Egypt and got added to some weird soccer chat from people in England. And it's been interesting. (laughs) Be careful with those international friends, but um, sure. Oh, I haven't responded. I'm not responding to like 90% of what I have. I just look at them and I'm like, this is interesting. (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, you know, you never know when you're going to go viral. And sometimes it's just laughing at the fact that, you know, you got married and divorced within a calendar year. (laughs) You got to laugh at those things. You got to laugh at life sometimes. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm done crying about it. So might as well laugh, especially with the story behind it. It's just comical (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Well, Danielle, thank you so much for being our guest. Is there anything you would like to plug or put out there? Um, not really plug. I It's it, like that tweet. I don't know why it went viral. So I'm like, I am usually have everything on private. I'm usually anonymous on Twitter or semi-anonymous. So that was weird. But, you know, I mean, just take care of yourselves and listen to yourself and, you know, trust your gut and don't be afraid to fall in love though. I think that's, that's what I'll leave everybody with. Thank you. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at marriage worth it. You can also um, email us if you have any questions, concerns, dates, or want to be a guest at marriageworthit at gmail.com. TikTok. Um, Mo has put some fire content there. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this has been... Is marriage worth it?